Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's ODB, the Lincoln Attic, hitting you guys with episode 28 of Lincoln Attic Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, yes, you see here in my little office I've got my little recording studio set up, and I'm doing video for the first time for this podcast. I figured, hey, we're getting ready to go into a new year. Why not try something a little different? We've seen great subscriber growth on YouTube. We want to continue that into 2023, so thanks to all the support so far this year. On this episode, episode 28 of Lincoln Attic Podcast, I'm going to talk about Smuggler's Blues by 64 Lincoln, some key updates, some things that I think you guys will appreciate. Of course, I'll go through the normal stuff as well, and I want to wish everyone a happy new year. That uh, It's that time of year that we're all turning over a new leaf, so to speak, uh, some of us get into it a little bit more than others, but I'll kind of be asking you guys, what is your happy new year or new year's resolution from a Lincoln standpoint or anything? So we'll talk more about that a little bit later. I do want to thank our title sponsor, Jeff at Devious Customs. Visit DeviousCustoms.com if you're looking for Lincoln parts. Arguably, they manufacture the most amount of parts from a resto mod standpoint in, in that, that you'll find out there in um, in the entire Lincoln scene, deviouscustoms.com, whether you're looking for window switches, air suspension components, even some exhaust. He's got a lot of stuff. If there's something that you don't see, hit up uh, Jeff, call, give him a call at their toll-free number. They're, of course, on their website. Jeff will usually answer, and they will take care of you. So big ups to Jeff at Devious Customs. Thanks to Colorado Custom uh, Wheels, Michael and team, Great kinfolk. We'll talk a little bit more about them a little later. Uh, ColoradoCustom.com with no S. Check out their Lincoln replica wheels. They have a couple of different styles, and um, those styles have a different, a couple different cap options as well. But uh, I just got my 17s installed. They look great. More on that a little bit later. Steel rubber. They've been with us for a while. You often ask me, hey, what what do I need to do to bring my Lincoln up to, uh, you know, up to speed, even if it's a nice car. Look at your weather stripping. That weather stripping is a big part of these cars. It's helping to keep the moisture out, including the rain. Uh, steel rubber, S T E E L E rubber.com, arguably the best in the business. We had them on before, and they talk about why their products are superior than the competition. Lastly, Griot's Garage, Nick and team, thanks so much to them. My buddy Joey uh, a couple years ago said, Yo, Jay, you got to use Griot's Garage. Uh, he helped me kind of really understand why. And then when we had Nick on, Nick really explained it. Detail supplies, all kinds of videos, everything available on Griots, G-R-I-O-T-S, garage.com. Hit them up. So this episode, no guest. Again, try something a little bit new on YouTube. You see me kind of here in my little makeshift studio. Uh, I'm into a lot of different stuff. I do the Lincoln Attic podcast, or excuse me, I do the Lincoln Attic podcast, but I also do the Our Lifestyle Podcast, also known as OLP for short. We talk about trucks, 80s, 90s, old school BMX, a lot of stuff. That's a big part of who I am. You know, there's my S10 up there, and I love all that stuff. You know, again, hip-hop, 80s, 90s, culture, love that stuff. So check that out if you get a chance. But also, I was born and raised, uh, you'll see back here, I was born and raised a, a Packers fan. My dad was a huge Packers fan Going back to his father being a Packers fan, like in the 40s, 50s, my dad became a huge fan in the 60s, believe it or not. And I've got, it's kind of hard to see, I've got a couple items up there from the 60s. Rest in peace to my dad, and uh, he donated those those items to me. So uh, you kind of see a little bit different, 
vibe. If Again, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Apple Podcast or Podbean, Pandora, however you're consuming this content, thank you. But uh, if you do want to watch a video version, you, you can, of course, go on YouTube and type in Lincoln Addict. We'll see how we do here. And uh, uh, again, appreciate everyone coming back. So uh, I also want to, you know, like I said earlier, wish everyone a happy new year. What's your Lincoln New Year's resolution? So that's kind of a funny question, right? Chime in via, if you're on Facebook, go to uh, find our Lincoln Attic group. Many of you are in there. And we have a recent post. I'll kind of pin it to the top. And chime in, you know, what's your resolution? Are you looking to maybe buy a Lincoln? Are you maybe link, uh, looking to get one going? Uh, maybe you're looking to finish, like I am, kind of a small project that you started, but you got to get over that hump. Uh, the Lincoln Addict group is there to kind of, uh, for us, that network, right? There's a couple of good Facebook groups, and I love going into those as well, including Suicide Slabs. But we have our own as well, so uh, we're kind of open to all Lincolns, although we do typically converse mostly about 60s. It doesn't mean that you can't chime in with your ride or whatnot. In fact, our last Lincoln uh, Tampa Cruise, we had a 70s Lincoln there, so pretty cool. And we had... Um, you know, we've had a little bit of talk, of course, about the 70s as well uh, this year. So, uh, you know, again, join in the fun on Facebook. Appreciate, Definitely appreciate that. I do, again, want to talk about Smuggler's Blues, which we'll get to in a few minutes. And, again, I, I think the key there is some of you will appreciate, even if you're not like a guy or a lady that would want to own a custom Lincoln or maybe – you just want to stock a car or that's, you know, you're kind of a purist, so to speak. Hey, that's fine. Like I, I, especially as I get older, I appreciate the stock Lincolns just as much as a custom Lincoln, but you guys might appreciate kind of the dedication, the time I've waited and some of the parts, the high end stuff that I've tried to collect to put onto this car from an air suspension perspective. So we'll talk about that again, this episode, episode 28 brought to you by, as I said, devious customs. So uh, a couple of, I'm going to start off here with quick updates. I really didn't have a lot of past guest updates to share. Uh, that's kind of a segment that I've been um, tying in with the last few episodes. But um, as we uh, continue to grow with more um, guests, you know, I'll talk more about that. But a couple of quick updates. I want to thank the Raddies again for having us out in the hospitality in September. My friend Tony Boss Bolin and I, we went out to Cali. And we just had a great time, of course, you know, talking about the 80s and 90s stuff. I did some of that stuff on Thursday, Friday. Uh, Saturday, we went to cruising for a cure. And then Sunday was Rat Fest is what they call it, R-A-T-F-E-S-T. That was fantastic. And we just had a great time. So I can't thank them enough for the hospitality. Now, you fast forward three months to December, and the Raddies were putting together, I think it's an annual toy collection toy drive right and that was super cool i love that they do that of course there's some truck clubs and things like that here in florida and georgia and stuff they do you know all over the country people are are, are trying to raise uh, you know funds or toys or things for people that are less fortunate and i really want to get involved and do some of that going forward as well i think it's just a great you know it's a it's a great thing but i also want to tip my cap to suicide kings uh, these guys were, of course, some of them were at Ratfest. We saw them at Cruising for a Cure. But I love that they, you know, so many of those guys came out and they linked up with the Raddies and they were there for the toy drive. And for me, as kind of a, 
you know, an independent guy. You know, I, I've got Lincoln Addict, and we've got some guys. You know, I don't really – that's not considered a club. It's, it's more of a brand, if you will. But, you know, there's these different uh, crews, right? Suicide Slabs, the Raddies, Suicide Kings, Four Doorsmen, Lincoln Addict. You know, I'm, I'm probably forgetting a couple. But um, to me, you know, we're stronger together. So it's really cool to see everybody – mingling it's very um similar to how we have in the truck scene you know it's there's a lot of truck clubs including the club i've been in that's been around since 92 we celebrated our 30th anniversary this year and i've been in about 20 years uh give or take a little bit more than that but you know bottom line is it's great to see you know all of us kind of enjoy this one overarching theme which are lincoln's right mostly 60s sometimes even you know before and after which is great but for us all to be able to get together and hang out and chill and cruise, that's what it's about. So uh, tip my cap to, again, the rat, the Raddies and Suicide Kings over there doing the damn thing. Uh, big ups to those guys. So uh, the previous episode recap. So this is just a quick shout out. If you're a new listener and you're kind of going, oh, I kind of like this. I like Lincoln's. I want to hear more about it. Uh, don't stop here. Uh, many of these apps will let you just go back to the next episode, right? They're just going to play through, so to speak. The previous episode recap, I talked about Lyndon Baines Johnson's 64 Lincoln Continental. I did some research and kind of had figured out that that was the same car that was on the tarmac, unfortunately, when JFK's coffin was being loaded into Air Force One. And I it was always intriguing that the 64 was there. And of course, with the dates, we've been able to establish that the 64 model had been out by November of 63. And it was intriguing to me, based upon everything I've researched, that that was LBJ's car, his white 64. And uh, so if you get an opportunity and you're new, go back and listen to that. Some of the recent episodes of Lincoln Addict, they are on YouTube. Now, I haven't, um, for some reason, they weren't batching earlier on. So I haven't went back and loaded the older episodes. But certainly, if you download Podbean on iPhone or Android... That is who hosts, that's who I pay to host this podcast. So you can go back and you can listen to previous episodes. We've had John Brewer on. We had John Cashman, the great. Uh, Go back. There's a lot of tips. and I've covered other stuff in detail that can maybe help you out, maybe some things you want to jot down or you want to kind of make a note of in case you get one of these cars or in the event that you decide, you know, that you're going to restore yours or or whatever you want to do. So, again, previous episode recap. Big ups to everyone that listened to that one. If you haven't, please go back and listen. The previous episode recap is brought to you by Griot's Garage. I said earlier, if you go to Griot's, G-R-I-O-T-S, garage.com, you'll see that their motto is have fun in your garage. Uh, the cool thing is you can add your email address, become a Griot's insider. They do some good specials, and they recently had one where uh, you get a, a free product. Um, these ceramic coats, uh, there's a lot to kind of know about them. But when we had Nick on recently, he really broke down scientifically how some of this stuff works, right? I'm the worst at detailing. I'm a type of guy that, you know, I'll wash my car. I'll make sure the mitt is clean. I love to dry the car. But that's always the extent of what I do. So being able to get some of these products and make the detailing process easy for me. I want to get to a show, kind of do a quick wipe down and then walk the show field, right? That's what I like to do. So hit up griotsgarage.com for more information. Okay. So Lincoln life updates. This is kind of a standard segment that I've been uh, 
you know, put pulling together now since we started the podcast. And the couple of things that I will share, number one is if you want to buy a Lincoln Attic shirt, I've got a handful left. Uh, go to lincolnaddict.com. It's that simple. It's going to jump you over uh, to my big cartel store. So lincolnaddict.com. And you can find ways to listen to the podcast there. Uh, you can also pick up uh, some merchandise. And when I say that, I've got shirts and I've got stickers available. Uh, the shirts are really nice. I use Graphic Disorder. They do uh, just amazing print work. And then uh, my buddy Tony at Asphalt Army did my artwork. So if I sell through these, the handful that I have left, I'm, I'm working on a new design. I think you guys will like it. So uh, check it out. Now, in addition to that, some of you are on social media, some of you aren't, but I will tell you this. Social media is continuing to just blow up with Lincoln-related content from folks at Suicide Slabs, the Raddies, of course, here, Lincoln Addict, you know, I'm doing my thing. Uh, you got Sick Cars and Trucks, so big ups to him. Uh, kind of a younger guy that's a Lincoln fan and just a, a good dude overall. Got an amazing page. He's worked, I think, like 10 years to grow that page to 300-something thousand followers, I think, on Instagram, maybe even close to 400,000. So these Lincolns, whether they're stock or, you know, often in social media, you're going to see the custom Lincolns, it's just blowing up. I mean, people love these cars, and whether they're black or whatever, people comment, they like them custom, they like them stock, you name it. But what I would suggest to you is if you're not on Instagram or you're not on Facebook or Instagram, you know, consider jumping on, you know, Instagram maybe. Uh, I don't go on Facebook as much, but of course my posts batch from Instagram to Facebook. So maybe you're kind of like, hey, I'm only on Facebook, I'm only on Instagram. I don't even do TikTok. I know there's a lot of subscriber growth there. You know, there's tons of opportunity, but, it, you know, for me, I kind of stick to Instagram. Facebook, of course, YouTube, and then the podcast. I mean, that's four different mediums right there and uh, to get the word out. But again, I would suggest, hey, at least one of those, YouTube, Instagram, uh, you already listen to the podcast, right, if you're listening. So uh, thanks for that. But um, I want to thank Sick Cars and Trucks. Recently, he did a little promotion where he said, hey, you know, randomly comment and I'll pick a few people. And I was able to win a Hot Wheels car. So uh, pretty cool stuff. He had went to Walmart and it was his way to kind of thank everyone for the subscriber growth that he's seen from a social media standpoint. It was a 64, if I remember correctly, I should have grabbed it. It's over on my shelf. Uh, you can't see it right. It's hard to do right here. I got a lot of Hot Wheels for Lincolns and it's the Matrix. I think that those recently came out. So pretty cool stuff. I really appreciate uh, Sick just how it sounds, sick cars and trucks on social media. Uh, check him out. He's a great guy. And man, the amount of content that he's sharing, and it's all free. Like you're just watching these cool reels. You're watching, you know, seeing these photos, seeing these videos. It's very, very cool. So check it out. I think that's all I've got this week for Lincoln Life updates. I do want to thank again, Steel Rubber, S-T-E-E-L-E rubber.com. That's steelrubber.com. I hit them up. If you go on their website and you select your year, make, and model, you'll see what products are available. Typically, you don't have to replace every single piece on your Lincoln, but uh, I always suggest you create a spreadsheet or maybe go into your notes app. You can make a simple little grid 
and you can start copying and pasting uh, the part numbers, putting the cost in if that's, you know, if you're price conscious and you're trying to budget, right, for how much do you need. Start buying a few pieces at a time, you know, get the trunk seal. Uh, do that in a weekend, you know, or in an afternoon. Uh, you know, work on some of the other things that are a little bit more difficult, um, the wing vent seals and things like that to kind of get rid of the noise. But check out Steel Rubber. Uh, they're going to continue to release videos. I know they've got a lot of good stuff on their YouTube channel as well. S-T-E-E-L-E rubber.com. Great people. And thank you for all the support here at Lincoln Attic Podcast. Okay. So next, I talked about recently transitioning this segment of Lincoln Sales and just kind of talking about overarching. One update that I had is I was helping uh, Dr. Nicholas sell uh, one of his cars. He had like, I think he had gotten up to five Lincolns and he wanted to let go of his, I think it was a blue 63. I did get confirmation from my buddy John that had sold him the the car as a two-part deal John had confirmed he was looking to buy back the Blue 63, but Dr. Nicholas did confirm that he did sell it. So I hadn't heard from him in a little bit, but that car did sell. It was a really nice car. John had put so much money into just having so much done. I think Clint Sides did almost all of that work, and that car was really, really, really an awesome sedan. But that one did sell. So that was kind of one that I still had been tracking because I thought about at one point buying it. But I had people that would hit me up, and because the doctor had moved, you know, it just, a lot of guys were just kind of like, well, it's in the middle of the country, you know, this and that. And sometimes it's hard to sell cars through Instagram. Uh, You'll get people that want them sometimes, and then other times you get kind of tire kickers. So that's kind of why I would transition into just talking about this stuff overarching. I will still post from time to time on Lincoln Continental Sales to talk about what we're seeing from a price perspective how the numbers are looking, and then sometimes, you know, a heads up of, hey, this car's for sale. But my word of advice to you is if you're looking to buy one of these cars, you have to be kind of ready to move because they the nice ones that are priced right do go quick. And sometimes you do not have a lot of wiggle room in terms of, hey, you know what, let me give me, give me a day to think about it. Boom, and it's gone. So that's my advice to you there. Now, sales continue to be on the rise, as we always say, or on the rise, I recently, um, you know, had kind of reinforced, you know, what we're seeing in the overall market. In January 2023 is going to be huge for the Lincoln community, and it's going to kind of give us an update on the pulse of how things are. I know some say the market's kind of falling back some from an economy standpoint, but let's be honest, classic cars and Lincolns in particular are still freaking hot, 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 right? We're continuing to see people, whether it's celebrities or it's just a normal guy or normal lady that wants to buy one of these cars, and they can be got for a very good deal. Uh, You just have to kind of be patient, I think, is the big thing. But these few cars that are going to be going up to Barrett-Jackson, January, which is out in Scottsdale area, if I remember correctly, Scottsdale, Arizona, you have, I know Mobsteel's bringing a couple of things out there. Emma and team will be there, so if you're there, look for Emma. But uh, our friend Charlie, I had posted this 64 black full-on resto mod. And Barrett Jackson, if you go back on their social media, so I'm talking Instagram is where I saw it, they have shared Charlie's car as well. So Charlie's got the black 64. And I'm not going to go through every feature of it, but look, this is a high-end build. This is a build that you know somebody that's got 
you know, the, the funds are going to, you know, put out potentially a good amount of money. Hopefully, you know, like, like they say, get the bag, get the bag of cash. I'm really rooting for Charlie on this one because this card is unique in a lot of ways. Many of the resto mod people these days are putting LS engines, whether we like it or not. I've got no, you know, no bone in that fight. Uh, so I always go, hey, very cool. I like to see the cars driving down the road. I really don't care what engine is powering them. But an LS engine or the Coyotes. So we're continuing to see these resto mods go up in up in price. And Charlie's is a 64. And it has kind of a, I don't know, uh, I don't remember the exact engine. Because, you know, a lot of us just say LS. And that encompasses so many different, you know, engines, so to speak. But uh, Charlie's has got one from, I think, an Australian high-end, maybe it was the GTO that they had put out. I, I, I'm going from memory right now, but it's got a lot of power. And I think, if I remember correctly, he had put like 20,000 miles on this thing since he got it done. No issues, right? So a good running car. It's got the AccuAir. It's got the full suspension on it. It's got a high-end sound system. It's a, a German company, I think it is. But this black... 64, it's got the front bench seat that's been um, split into basically custom bucket seats. It's got a lot of cool stuff going for it, and somebody that's got the money is going to end up with a pretty cool, badass resto mod car. So if you're listening to this and you know, you know you're looking to buy one or uh, you've got somebody that you know has been in your ear about finding them a Lincoln, this is going to be one to watch in January at Barrett-Jackson. Now, my understanding, again, going from memory... Having talked to Charlie, he's going to have a prime spot, I want to say, on a Saturday. So hopefully that will drive you know a, a, a good sale price for this one. And again, I'm rooting for him because this car has got a lot of money into it. Now, the ironic thing was when you post this type of stuff in social media, you know, you're going to get every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's going to chime in. Because when people post things, and it's my opinion, a lot of times people immediately go to themselves and go, man, I wouldn't, you know, in their head, they're thinking, I would never pay that for a car. I mean, who's got that kind of money? And you have to stop and think sometimes that the amount of time and money and stuff that's put into it, whether you think it's worth it or not, there's someone out there that's going to want said vehicle. Now, being that it's Barrett Jackson and there's no reserve, I mean, there's a huge risk there. Uh, I've seen some people take stuff and, you know, it could be an off day and it just doesn't go for what the person thinks it's going to go for. Certainly, that can and does happen 100%. But I'm very curious to see what the sale, what the hammer price, so to speak, is going to be on this car. And I'd always caution people like, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't down someone else for trying to sell something to make, you know, make a nice profit just because it's something you wouldn't buy or you would never. Uh, pay that, or you would never have the funds to do it. A lot of these cars I could never afford either, but I know, you know, uh, approximately where they're going to, you know, what they're going to sell for. So we'll see on Charlie's 64. Now, Ali, he is bringing a custom car uh, to the Barrett Jackson as well. And if you go on eBay and type in Lincoln Continental Convertible, and you're going to see here now he's got a 62. That I guess the play here is it's just a way for him to kind of get the word out. I've seen people do this in the past with something that's going to be going to the auction. And of course, he's got it listed for, you know, you talk about high prices. 
350,000, right? So, you know, the average guy's going to look at this and go, this is this is lunacy, okay? But again, if you look back at Ali's track record, he has been able to kind of get the bag, so to speak, with some really, really, really strong sales. And you look at these cars and you go, you know, some of you, I understand, you're going you're gonna to go, hey, I would never want to own something like that. Totally get it, you know? That's why there's, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on stuff. But this car, when you think about um, the custom buckets, the LS uh, uh, LSX engine, um, you know, just high-end interior and things like that, someone's going to want this car, and they're going to want turnkey, and they're just going to want to buy it. So, you know, we know that it's going to sell. The question just then becomes, you know, how much is it going to go for? So... Really, really nice photos, a nice presentation overall. Again, a high-end resto mod, right? The sky's the limit. It could go for a hundred grand. It could go for five hundred grand, right? We just don't know. But I'll be kind of uh, very curious to see what Ali's car is going to go for. Uh, that's another one to watch. And then, last, there's a guy named Justin Carrillo. I believe is the pronunciation. He's uh, one of the guys that's in the truck club I'm in. Severed ties. Justin. Is uh, he's been known to build some very high end stuff, lots of stuff, often just bl- you know as black as his color with red interior. You know he's built. I think one Lincoln that I can think of back in the day was a sedan with all red trunk. It was really cool. He's bringing. I'm going from memory a '61 convertible that's on air suspension, and that is going to sell as well. Obviously, no reserve. I think the big thing here is you know again I posted it on Lincoln Continental Sales. And, you know, obviously everybody's chiming in, oh, it's, it's going to sell for too much, you know, it's not worth it, blah, 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 all the, all the normal chatter that you get when you make a post like I do. But I think the key thing here is Justin has a great track record. You know, he knows what to build and what to take to the um, auctions. And I have a good feeling that this car will sell. Uh, if you look up, I've looked up some of his in the past, and I forget I commented back to a guy, and I think he sold a couple for two, three hundred grand, like in that range, maybe two hundred grand. I'm going from memory, but again, from a Lincoln sales perspective, bottom line is those three right there alone, and there's probably going to be a few more. That's going to help, you know, set the stage. I think for 2023 and and beyond, on hey, what's the market like? Now, we've seen in the past, I think Ali brought two cars. I've talked about this in the past. One was a factory engine. Maybe one was a Coyote. And like at that auction, like the Coyote only had gotten like 10 grand more than the other going from memory. But, you know, I've seen that as well. You know, I've seen sometimes for a while the market was like once you got past six figures and you're like at 100, 110, 120, the stuff kind of started to, to kind of fall off there, you know, a little bit. But in the last few years, we've continued to see that driven up by these high-end builds. And, you know, I haven't uh, physically inspected any of these cars, but I think the key thing is, and what you'll see on eBay with Ollie's, is the presentation. Like, you're seeing all the photos. You're seeing the welds on the axle for the air suspension. You're seeing some of the the coating that they've done underneath. And, you, you know, you would hope that, okay, hey, they didn't use a lot of Bondo and things like that, um, which I don't think that they do. But... The last comment that I'll make is always, if you're looking to bid on these cars, I always suggest don't do it over the phone or over the internet. Have someone there or go there and inspect it yourself. That's the key. I've seen a lot of horror stories in general from people that buy a car over the phone. A Barrett Jackson's is like, yeah, man, it's a nice car. It's a nice car. 
a nice car means different to, to different people. So that's my only feedback if you decide to bid on one of these. And if not, for entertainment only, let's see. I'll, of course, be reporting on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to fly out there yet. Kind of looked at flights. Uh, trying to get through the holidays and with all the Southwest madness and stuff, it's kind of turning me off a little bit on traveling with their little meltdown that they've had. So we'll see. But Lincoln Sales on this podcast is brought to you by our fine friends over at AccuAir. Uh, you can visit AccuAir.com if you're looking for air management. A lot of people go, what is AccuAir? Well, AccuAir is really the little switch box that you hit and that raises your car up or lowers it or they have auto leveling stuff. AccuAir.com, you can check out more information. They also have tons of videos on their YouTube channel, so you can check that stuff out. Okay, next, Lincoln's in the movies, TV shows, and music videos. Just kind of random stuff that I like to cover on this podcast, being that I'm a Lincoln fan. Like many of you know, if you go back and watch old TV shows and things like that, these Lincolns were everywhere. They were the high car of the era, and I just watched last night The Fablements, okay? Big Steven Spielberg fan, love Back to the Future, The Goonies, Jurassic Park, Jaws, you name it, all the classics. But The Fablements, I highly suggest that movie. It's got over a 90% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not going to talk about the cars in it, but watch it. See how many Lincolns you can pick up. I saw a few, and there's a lot of old cars, including a Colony Park um, in it as well. So check it out. Fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. But for Lincoln's in the movies, TV shows, and music videos for this episode, I do uh, want to mention the Andy Griffith Show. This one came to mind because I was getting my car aligned literally yesterday was 1230 of 2022. And while I was there, I had dropped the car off early in the morning Long story short, they called me at the end of the day. They had a question, so I went back up there before they closed, and they were knocking it out. And when I went to sit down in the lounge, the Andy Griffith show was on. So I said, you know what? Let me go back. I know a lot of people will comment on my stuff and go, yo, man, Andy Griffith show. There were Lincolns just like Perry Mason, which I talked about not too long ago. But episode or season three, episode 16, there's a 63 sedan in it. And um, I know you guys can't necessarily see this car that I'm looking at, but uh, pretty cool to see, you know, these awesome cars uh, back in the day. You know, some of them were were brand new or just a couple years old, and uh, it was great product placement. I always kind of wonder, who, you know, who helped, you know, do the product placement. Uh, I'm a big fan of Knight Rider, not really a super fan. I enjoy the history of it. And I watched the guy Joe on Knight Rider Historians, and he talks about there was a company called the Vista Group in the late 70s all the way up to like 2011, 2012, and they did product placement, uh, and that's why like a Knight Rider, there were tons of GMC vehicles. The GMC General, obviously, on season one and two as the main tow rig, and then they own now the tow rig that was used in season three and season four which was, the, again, the new version of the GMC General. So I say that because going back to uh, Andy Griffith's show, I always wondered if it was just kind of random stuff or did, did Ford slash Lincoln have someone that was like, hey, we'd like to get some product placement. You know, we'll loan you this car, you know, for an episode or whatever. But uh, regardless, uh, it's pretty cool to go back and watch the old shows. Like I said, Perry Mason, Andy Griffith show to check out some of these. So uh, awesome stuff there. 
Okay, moving ahead, the main meat and potatoes of this one. Not going to be too, too much longer, I would say, but I did want to talk about this. And uh, Project Smugglers Blues, you guys have heard me talk about it, my 64 Lincoln Continental Convertible. Bought this car five years ago, December, kind of basically, I signed the paperwork December 2017. My dad had just passed away, and I was kind of engulfed in this big project, my 67, and I just wasn't seeing a lot of movement on it, and I decided to just to kind of go out on a limb and go, you know what, my dad was only 63 when he passed, and I, you know here I was you know, getting ready to turn you know 40 years old. I just said, you know what, I've been wanting to get a vert. Tony had just found one, and he said, yo, go get it. So I've talked about that story in the past. I basically get the car. We work on it for three months. We get everything ironed out. Later that year in 2018, as we moved into 2018, decided to pull the engine. And I was just going to clean it. Tony's dad goes, yo, let me rebuild it. I mean, this thing has, was was pretty nasty, and it had decent compression. I mean, arguably, I could have just degunked it. But, you know, it was out, and, you know, that was rebuilt. That kind of took a little longer than I anticipated, but that's just what happens on these cars, uh, which was fine. You know, Tony's parents just really took care of me. He did a, just a fantastic job. Of course, he didn't do the machine work. He did the assembly. So then we had to find the guy, the right guy in town that could, you know, machine the heads and, and do the stuff that they had to do. So long story short, basically around 2019, I started really going, hey, I want to lay this car out on air suspension. The 64 is a nice car. I mean, it is a solid car, way more solid than a lot of these cars out there that I've seen. But I knew that I was never going to take this car and do a full restoration on it, you know, you know, a factory restoration. I always wanted to, you know, I had the bagged Lincoln already, and I wanted to have this car on air. So in 2019, I started going, hey, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy my wheels. I'm going to buy my tires. I'm going to buy the Devious Customs kit, really start collecting stuff. And I got on my buddy's list. Fast forward, that took a little over three years. And I know you're going, man, how could you wait that long? Well, technically, in February of 2021, so almost two years ago, I kind of had got the call, and on my on my S10, which again you can barely see right here, they had built the entire truck years prior, and we needed to do a punch list on it. So what ended up happening was, I had talked to Jimmy and I said, "Hey, why don't we pull the S10 in? You guys do this punch list. It took a few weeks, and that really ended up taking the spot." But I still wanted to lay the Lincoln out. So you, you fast forward and you go, okay, boom. Kept in contact with Jimmy the whole time. And finally, early December, I was texting with him and he said, hey, well, December, I'm going to try to do some smaller jobs, which, I mean, this is a big job to me. But for him, it's kind of like put a blindfold on. This is no big deal, right? He's been doing hydraulics and air suspension since like the mid-90s, Okay. He's been in business a long time under his own brand, Jimmy's Running Customs. But if you go back even before that, his first break that he really got, I think, from a, from a shop perspective was Scraping Customs. And they built really, really cool stuff. And before that, he was fabricating at his house and doing that kind of stuff, right? So I just wanted to kind of lay the groundwork there. Basically, what we ended up doing is my buddy Kirk and I dropped the car off early December. Jimmy said, hey, you're dropping it on Saturday. I'll be back in here on Monday because he had stuff to do that weekend. And he goes, pick it up the next weekend. Well, the next Sunday 
ended up changing into a couple more days because he actually did the entire exhaust as well. So understandably, you know, a lot of shops maybe take longer, maybe they do it quicker. This was the crazy thing. When Kirk and I took the car there, I mean, I had a whole uh, Chevy 2500 truck bed full of parts, wheels, tires that needed to be mounted, Devious Customs kit, air tank, AccuAir, you name it, just a ton, a ton of stuff. And it was kind of overwhelming to me because I'm like, man, I had collected all this stuff. And it's like one thing that, you know, bag a car, then you want to add AccuAir, then you want to, you know, upgrade your shocks or whatever you're doing. It's another thing to do it all at one time, seriously. So, you know, but again, for Jimmy, no big deal. So bottom line is, here's the updates on it. Devious Customs kit, right? So when I bought the kit from DeviousCustoms.com, I asked Jeff, I said, hey, my local powder coater, he's not going to want to deal with pressing out the bushings and all that. I think it would be more advantageous. Can we just get it all powder coated before you ship it? Boom. That was part of the deal. Fantastic. So I had all of that. Jimmy installed it. My friend Chris at CNS Metalworks out in California, I worked back with him. He ordered me a Universal Air, that's the company name, tank. That tank is a modular tank. So it has feet on it that are built with aluminum that are, I think, powder-coated or anodized. And then it has these five bars that go around it. And there's a modular system where you can take and you can index, depending on how the tank is indexed, you can then go ahead and mount uh, these two build aluminum mounts on it for your uh, compressors, for your AccuAir, or whatever you're using. So he installed all of that. Then he also installed the water trap. So, you know, air suspension, a polarizing topic is do I need water traps or not? Some people call them air filters. I, living in Florida, a lot of moisture. I don't want that moisture getting in to the air valves. He installed those as well. So universal air. Uh, he did stainless steel hard lines all in the trunk area, right? So a real nice setup. I'll be sharing photos very soon. Underneath the car, steel braided airline. So a lot of guys use nylon, which there's no problem with that. I've used it many, 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 many times. Some guys use aluminum. Some guys use aluminum. Other people use copper. In this case, we did the steel braided line. So you've got that nice steel braid through, um, or on the outside that helps from like chafing or anything like that. So just kind of a, you know, over-the-top air suspension deal, and it was all done by Jimmy at Jimmy's Running Customs. Uh, he also installed the AccuAir E-Level. So if you don't know what E-Level is, you basically have a sensor at each corner of the car. You have a wire that's ran back for each sensor, and that tells the brain it's constantly monitoring where the car is. So as you're growing, as you're driving down the road, if you're on uneven pavement, it's going to ad- constantly adjust, which is very cool. You could turn some of that stuff off. If you've got the newer ECU, which I have, you can control the stuff from your phone. You can put it in valet mode uh, so that, you know, like let's say you did go somewhere and you didn't want someone airing the car out. Boom, it eliminates that option. It's just got a lot of cool features in the app that you can do. So he installed all of that. I want to thank Ryan, who's no longer at AccuAir. He's went on to Greener Pastures. But also Derek, uh, these guys answered a lot of questions when they first went and put out the pressure-based system, I jumped on day one and I bought the pressure-based kit that was going to tie into all the parts I had. But if you go on AccuWare's YouTube channel and you watch their video about the difference between the pressure-based and the regular E-level, you'll see that the pressure-based, they put it out because they're trying to 
to offer an option for someone like me that might be a do-it-yourself guy at home. But talking to Jimmy, he's like, man, we have installed countless of these. Just get the regular stuff. It's more accurate. And absolutely it is, but I was trying to make things super simple, right? Because remember, I waited a long time, so I'm going, man, if I got a modular tank and I've got the pressure system, then he doesn't have to mount the sensors. I tried to make things like as easy as possible, but Jimmy, along with the Accurate video on their YouTube channel, they did convince me just to get the regular E-level where you've got the sensor. The other thing that I like about what Jimmy does is when he, when he installs those sensors at each corner, he ensures that it's using the full travel of that E-level sensor. And the key there is the it's more accurate, okay? So, again, you know, I waited because I wanted my, my friend, Jimmy, who I've become friends with. He built this, this truck up here. You can kind of see just a great guy. And I felt the loyalty has to be there. Plus, I knew that he was going to do it right. Now, he's a one-man guy. He's a one-man show. He does have Tim, which is considered a part-time employee. Uh, Tim kind of works when he wants. His kind of wife, I guess, has a good job, and she kind of likes him just to stay home, which is fantastic, right? Everyone's got a different situation. But Tim did a lot of work on the car as well. He really gets into the wiring stuff, so thanks to Tim. Jimmy also reminded me, because it, it didn't dawn on me that we had to lop the exhaust off. Well, the exhaust on my car was ancient possibly, possibly original. I, I almost can't even believe that, but I'm, I'm being serious. On the bottom of the muffler, it was stamped and said asbestos. I'm not joking, right? So the the exhaust had leaks, and I knew I had to do it, but I was thinking, man, I have all these parts. I have all this stuff. And it just didn't even dawn on me that, hey, when I was going to get the car back, it was going to sound like garbage because it was going to have the exhaust cut off way up, you know, past the headers. So Jimmy, of course, goes, well, hey, you know, I do it. I charge a little bit more probably than your normal muffler shop, but it's going to be a lot nicer. I'm telling you, it came out so nice. He custom made the entire setup, put some really good mufflers, not overbearing, just a little bit of rumble to them. Um, so obviously a little bit more than, than the stock Lincoln. I totally get it, right? Some love these, these cars because they're super quiet. And on a stock Lincoln, I do like it that way. But you know, again, I can't thank these guys enough. And if you want to hear more about this, more in depth, I'll talk about the relays used and things like that. Uh, go on YouTube and look up on our channel. There's a four-part series. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll try to link to that playlist. I think I can do that at the end. And you can watch those four parts. Uh, I tried to keep them not too, too long, maybe around 20 minutes. And I talk about a lot of things to consider. If you're looking to bag your Lincoln, Here's the decision I made and why. I also reinforce I did not get a free kit, right? So I know often people will, you know, say, "Oh, you need to use this kit or you need to use this kit." I always encourage you talk to multiple people, find out, right? If you're looking to go with AccuAir, talk to people. Hey, why do you like it? Is there anything you dislike? People that get the free stuff, they're always going to tell you, "Oh, no, no, you want to go to my boy, man. You want to go to my boy." And that's fine, right? I mean, there's always going to be that, but I just encourage you, whatever you decide to do with your Lincoln, if it's going to be air suspension or it's going to be, you know, having someone restore it, right? Talk to people that are current and or past customers of said product, of said shop. Do your research. Make sure it's it's not someone that's a fly-by-night, a scammer, things like that. You get what I'm saying. Also, Colorado Custom Wheels, 
So I said earlier, I've got the replica wheels. So seeing those mounted on uh, or mounted up with the diamond back tires, which everyone seems to love, was just a fantastic sight. Now I still need to put my center caps on. Those, um, you know, coming from the mini truck scene, we've been running billet wheels for many, many, many years. If you think back to Boyd Connington, really kind of starting that craze. I actually did an episode over on our lifestyle podcast called Billet Wheel History with Bill Hancock. And Bill worked at Colorado Custom Wheels for a long time. Uh, if you've been around these wheels or billet wheels, you know that a lot of them with a center cap, you've got an O-ring in there. And you have to be able to get that cap on. And that O-ring, believe it or not, will hold that center cap on. But you really got to pound on that freaking cap. So I'm working on a video to show how to install a center cap. Now, the funny thing was, I looked just to see what was out there. There's nothing really out there that I could find uh, on Facebook or YouTube. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Hopefully, you guys will appreciate it. You might decide, hey, man, I don't know if I want to do that. So you might end up going with a different kind of Colorado Custom Wheels. But regardless, thanks to Michael and team. And um, yeah, everything's good. I got the alignment done, as I said yesterday that was a little stressful because I had to leave the car and not that I was against that but then you know all these things run through my head like well what if they take the car for a quick test drive and you know it's someone that doesn't know these cars or doesn't realize you know it's an older car they break different than new cars but of course everything was fine I got a call late in the day thinking hey you know answered first ring hey everything cool we can't get the car lifted it's like, okay, well, it's set to, and I knew it was working. It's like, you turn the key, car starts, auto levels. So, of course, I rush up there. He goes, are you close? Yep, rush up there. Car sitting in the same place. I had dropped it off at 7.30 in the morning, right? Now it's 4 o'clock. And I'm like, dude, it's Friday. They're closed over the weekend. Like, I just want to get this done. And, of course, start the car. Car doesn't. It doesn't level, or excuse me, it's auto-leveled. Uh, there's no leaks in the system, so like it doesn't have to auto-level at all. It had been sitting eight, nine hours, and um, it was fine. I think, and I got to double-check on this, I had it in valet mode so that they couldn't air the car out. With valet mode, I know you can use number two setting, which auto-levels, and you can use number three, which is typically you're going to have it set to the higher setting. So the number three would be good. You'd hit that. And then you'd be able to drive up on their little ramps for the alignment. Well, the guy said it wasn't leveling, and it was weird. When I turned the key on, the car obviously was at the two setting, and I hit three, and it didn't go up. So I think what happened is the compressors, either there wasn't enough air in the tank, but it it wasn't at a PSI for the compressors to kick on. So I think it's like below 150 the compressors will kick on. So when I hit three, it it didn't want to go to three, right? So they wanted to air it up a little bit more. So I uh, turned off valet mode, which is through the AccuAir app. And with three uh, or with valet mode turned off, I just hit the front up and the back up. Then I hit number three and boom, it works. So I got to check with AccuAir to see on the valet mode, maybe, maybe that, which wouldn't make sense. Maybe that turns the compressors from being able to come on. But I'm thinking to myself, well, if you had a lot of leaks in your system and your car sat for a couple hours at a restaurant or a high-end hotel or wherever you're at, you would you would want, hopefully, that when they turn the key on, if there wasn't enough pressure in the tank to raise it back to your drive height, which auto it's automatically done, you would want the compressors to kick on. So, again, I might be totally overthinking this. 
It could have just been that the pressure was maybe at 150. And I don't know. But as soon as I turned the key on and hit up and turned the valet mode off, it worked fine. So I don't know what it was. But let me just say this. They got the damn alignment done in about 30 minutes because they closed at 5 o'clock. So by the time 4.32, he was already backing it off their setup. The younger guy took it for a quick test drive, and he came back and goes, dude, you're good to go, man. He goes, it's as perfect as you're going to get it. Two thumbs up to the local crew that did that. So that's kind of it. I know it was a little bit longer of a segment for Smuggler's Blues, but I can tell you this. There's going to be a lot more videos coming. I know going back to what I said earlier with social media, like you know Blue Magic on Instagram, one of the Raddies guys, just a great dude. You know He's always doing cool videos. A lot of guys now are doing these driving videos. I mean, we went from don't text on your phone, don't play with your phone to like now everybody is like, you know, we can we can drive and we can record at the same time. Obviously, I highly suggest everyone pay attention, but what I mean by that is I've seen Blue Magic before, man, the big homie. He'd be driving and he's just holding his phone. He's looking straight ahead, man, and he's holding his phone. And with these iPhones or high-end Android devices with a wide-angle lens, you can just get awesome rolling shots. So I don't want to give away all the secrets yet. I've got some more stuff coming. I think you guys are going to love the social media posts that I really get into for 2023. So again, if you haven't, maybe you're not on Facebook, maybe you're not on Instagram, check us out. I think you'll love it. And uh, really appreciate all the love that we get overall. Uh, Project Smugglers Blues and uh, yeah, Project Smugglers Blues updates brought to you by the fine folks at Colorado Custom. I mentioned earlier, coloradocustom.com. Hit them up. Let Michael and team know that I sent you. They're great people, and I really appreciate uh, their amazing customer service. Uh, there was, um, There's always people, even in the truck scene, that end up using Colorado Custom, right? A lot of guys are doing these retro wheels that they made in the 90s. They always tell me, yo, Michael is the best, right? He's constantly giving me updates. If I've got questions, he answers them. Sometimes he'll just, you know, bullshit on the phone a little bit. Good people, Michael and team, coloradocustom.com. So lastly, the shout outs. I've said this one before, but I just want to thank everyone for the streams of the podcast and also the growth. It's this weird world we live in. Uh, Podcasts are ultra popular. It depends on the job, right? Some guys are over the road truckers and they love it, right? They can't watch the phone. Other guys are like me. You're watching YouTube on your Apple TV. Other guys and ladies are watching stuff on their phone, right? So there's all this different content available. What I've got to do is balance the podcast, right? I want to put out more episodes, but at the same time, this video stuff I think is going to be the the next level. It's already really the next level. So I've got some things in the works. My buddy's going to help me with some things I want to do. I've invested in some high-end equipment uh, for doing uh, more interviews and on-site audio. So I think that'll make sense here uh, very, very soon. So I think what you're going to see is I'm going to continue down this path of producing great content, okay, Uh, and and constantly getting better. I pride myself on not really trying to follow the trends, what everybody's doing. I mean, sure, I've been doing reels for a while, and now the reels have switched from your regular uh, landscape video to you know, portrait or what they call vertical videos, right? So that's the big thing because now, you know, you've got this iPhone or Android device. And it's like you don't want to watch a video in the middle of the screen. Why not watch it, you know, vertically? So those are some things that we're starting to see in social media. And I'm, obviously, I'm gravitating a little towards that. But with the music that I play, 
I know sometimes people go, hey, you know, you, you know, you, you, you could probably do better views if you change your music and stuff. I'm kind of just the way I am, you know, I, and I appreciate, like, I've told some of the homies, like, hey, I appreciate you looking out. And sure, you know, do you want to grow, I guess, a little bit deep down in terms of your content? Absolutely. But I don't stay up at night going, hey, I want to get to 20,000 or 10,000 or whatever. If I produce content and people are like, dude, I love it, where I continue to see the subscribers growing, I'm happy with that, right? I certainly have a regular job. I have a whole other podcast. I have whole other car shows I go to, everything related to trucks. I have this. I got my family. I've got a lot of stuff I'm constantly balancing, but it's stuff I love to do, so I don't really consider it a nuisance at all. So I say all that. Shout outs to all the people that have streamed this podcast or consumed any amount of content on our YouTube channel we are getting close to the 1,000 subscribers. Once we hit that mark, we'll have to hit the 4,000 hours watched. So if you are at home or you're over the road or whatever you're doing, if you could just even put YouTube on and, and maybe listen to it and let those videos play, that really, really, really helps us out. And I'll do my part to try to get some of the earlier episodes on YouTube as well. I really just need to sit down and mix them together with um, a little bit of video or photos and then that will allow for me to batch those or post them to YouTube. But thanks, guys, for um, and ladies, for all the support. Uh, I want to close down and say again, thanks to Jeff at Devious Customs. If you go to deviouscustoms.com, uh, you will see that you can go to the Lincoln category, and he's got everything there from dash pieces, door panels, speaker pods, air suspension, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff, right? So hit up deviouscustoms.com. And big ups to my friend Jeff and just someone that's been in business now, I think 22, maybe going on 23 years. I think it was around uh, 2020. So, or yeah, 2000 rather. Thank you guys. If you watched all the way through, leave a comment and say, hey, I made it to the end on YouTube. Maybe you uh, like this video versus just seeing the little pod bean stuff. I don't know, Uh, but let me know. I really appreciate it. Everyone have a safe, happy New Year's. Um, It's going to be crazy out there. So be safe. Uh, if you're driving, have a designated driver. If you're getting an Uber or Lyft, that's a great way to get home as well. If you're going to be staying at home or maybe at a, a local buddy's house like me, have fun and let's uh, let's have a great 2023, y'all. Lincoln Attic Podcast, I appreciate you guys. Stay on the rise. We out of here. Peace. The Lincoln Continental is the big, roomy luxury car. It will be motordom's symbol of quality. An automobile and a tradition.